Destroy! 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 Company! Destroy! 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 Company! Destroy! Destroy! Company! Destroy! Destroy! Company! Destroy! 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 Company! Hello, listeners. Huh? I thought that was the start. I thought that's how you how you would start it. Just bang, no. Uh, Look, no I don't know. I don't know how you crazy Canadians do it, but here in Australia, Asia, we have structure to our podcasts. You're thinking of the other John Dor. I'm the I'm the Australian John Dor. Come on, man. Why would there be two comedians named John Dore? Wouldn't one of you change your name? That guy stole it from me. It's like two Gilbert Godfreys. At one point, you think one of them would change their name. Yeah. uh, No, there there was originally three Gilbert Godfreys. But then the one Gilbert Godfrey now, he killed the other two Gilbert Godfreys. Jesus. And then he took all their teeth. Jesus. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Christ. so, uh, is it? So, what are you? What have you been doing, Purdy? Or what? What's been going on? Oh, during lockdown. Yeah, yeah. So during lockdown, I've been watching, catching up on a lot of movies. Have you seen this Requiem for a Dream? Yes, I have seen it. <laughs> yes. Remember that scene where Keith David is leading Alison Brie down that hallway. And then there's just she's leaning to, to perform a show for a bunch of businessmen, and one business yes. guy is like, "Do a voice of a Vietnamese American. Do a voice of a Vietnamese American." And then yes, I know. The six seasons. Uh, she had no choice, know. you see. She wanted heroin really badly. <laughs> that was the most intense part of the movie. Ironically, that's when I felt like doing speed the most. I was like, I wouldn't mind some amphetamines to get me through this terrible scene. Hmm. They injected speed into every single actor in that film. I know. And so that was the payment. Yeah, yeah. Meh. Yeah, Requiem for a Dream was a classic. I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, it shook me up. And uh, I don't know. I always thought Jared Leto looked real good, even with one arm. That was like a problem with that for me. I was like, I'll take, I would take losing an arm to look like Jared Leto. That's when I first started doing amphetamines. But you still got you still got both your arms, bro. What's the deal with that? Ah, oh, I know I failed. This this bloody thing is a tribute to my failure. <laughs> yeah, it looks really looks really infected, but you're not gonna get it off just yet. No, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it for a while. I'm gonna keep it for a little bit. See if see if I can uh, I don't know, get some use out of it. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna try and do. I'm drinking matcha tea. Oh, that's real fancy. It's real fancy stuff. Yeah. And Diet Coke. And two litres of Diet Coke. It's my, um... You're living the dream, man. Yeah. Yeah. This is pretty nice. Oh, it's nice to have you in my house. Oh, it's nice to have you in my house. We're both in each other's houses for the magic of the internet. Let's discuss it feels good. It feels like the end of uh, Requiem for a Dream. That's the feeling I'm getting from this. Yeah, yeah. One of us is gonna get our arms cut off. You probably. You've worked harder than yeah, I ho- have. Hopefully, hopefully to live to live my to live my dream. Now, how many of these have you done, Purdy? How many how many pods are you up to? Uh, I've done six hundred. Twenty eight of them have been published and uploaded. Yeah, nice. Well, the first three hundred is the hardest. That's what they say. I know. I wanted to get those three hundred out of the way, make them terrible. It hit the stride. What's yeah. Rogan up to? Rogan's up to like a thousand or whatever. Yeah. Don't get me started on Joe Rogan, man. What do you? Why? What do you think about Joe Rogan? What's, I wanted to call this podcast the Joe Rogan Experience. Ah, well, has he copyrighted that? He has. He was not very happy when I submitted the thing saying I want this podcast to be called the Joe Rogan Experience. What if you call it J R E Clips? That's an idea. That is an idea. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a real good idea. Yeah. I tell you, it's so, all that 
It's all that tea and oh. diet coke you're doing. Yeah, it's revving me up. So, yeah, do you when you go out or on the town these days, do you um, do you wear a mask around, or do you do you not wear the mask? I wear the Jim Carrey mask. All right. Yeah. 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 That's that's uh that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. How am I going? Am I, am I looking like Jim Carrey these days? Uh, yeah, a little bit. You're looking like Jim Carrey on the set of Man on the Moon, where he would just be in character all the time, even. Oh, Andy, you know, Andy Kaufman. And, yeah, you, yeah. and you just make everyone's lives a living hell. <laughs> Did you watch that doco? I, yeah, I watched that. Yeah, as he's going around. They're real annoying. I don't know if you. Do you reckon you need to do that as an actor? To <laughs> Not at all. No. I don't think you need to be like an absolute crazy. Asshole. And that's yeah. You just act, right? You just act. I don't know. If Daniel Day if Daniel Day Lewis got that role in Requiem for a Dream, you reckon he would have gone? I have to go method. I have to ruin my life with a heroin addiction. I would have liked to have seen that. I would have liked to have been uh, attacked by Daniel Day Day Lewis in an alleyway. That would be quite a. Imagine if you're getting attacked by uh, someone unfortunate enough to succumb to the horrors of addiction uh, as they're overpowering you with their sort of meth-fueled strength. You're like, holy fuck, it's Daniel Day-Lewis. You're like, blast the Mohicans. Do you still respect that as an acting choice? Like I do. Uh, yeah. Jim Carrey attacked people with knives. I know. It's crazy. He, yeah, he, actually, he, he actually legit did that. You know that? Like he dressed up as a um, as an old woman, and then he hung around. He hung around Universal Studios, and would uh, would leap out and attack people. That's not even bullshit. He actually did that. Yeah. Say what's all that hanging around? Anti-vaxxer yeah. talk. Yeah. You like getting stabbed, do you? Here's a knife. <laughs> well, that's why you should never say you like getting stabbed. Yeah. 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 So what else? You're you always interested me, Ross Purdy, as a, um, as, well, my thoughts have always been, you read, did you hear this a lot? He's either a genius or he's completely insane. I heard he's either a complete moron or he's a complete <laughs> moron. And I have to tell you, man, I'm a complete moron. Yeah. Cat's yeah, out yeah. of the bag now. Yeah, yeah. The bag's called to... bag's name is Curiosity, and it killed the cat. It's the Schro It's just the old Schrodinger's sack. <laughs> the old Schrodinger's sack uh, dilemma. When when are we gonna get to do comedy again, man? I don't know. I think comedy. I think comedy's dead. I've been hearing that, but for how for another year? I think until at least twenty thirty. Twenty thirty. Any uh. Why, is, why does that date strike you? I think it's going to take a couple of years for coronavirus to die. Die down. Yeah. But, but yeah. in its demise, an even stronger virus comes out. Yeah. And it eats people's flesh. Like Ebola. Like Ebola, but like 10 times that, like 10 times a thousand. I wouldn't mind the 10 times a thousand Ebola virus coming out. Getting into a bit of flesh, maybe eat my arm off or something. That'd be all right. I don't know. Are you liking the lockdown? I tell you, man, I'm living the lockdown dream. Was was life better for you or worse for you before? Like, is lockdown has it been an improvement or a decrease in your life? I think there's been uh, just a, it's just stayed the same. It's never gotten better or worse. Like I've always hid under the couch with a shotgun, aiming it at any virus for tries getting into my yeah yeah my place. Yeah yeah, I know. I feel like my life is um yeah. I'm liking I'm liking the lockdown. Yeah, I don't know if anything's anything's changed too much aside from comedy. Like not doing comedy, that's no good. But did you get like a guilty feeling when you wouldn't do comedy? Not at all, man. I, I felt like I'll be free. Yeah. I, if I wasn't doing stand-up, I'd feel guilty. And then this is like the perfect guilt-free break. Yeah. 
and now yeah. and now I'm making clips from now I'm making clips from my apartment which uh is fun I never realized how much fun that is you like like I got a green that's a green screen I got a green screen like um like most people and do you feel like everyone in the world's got a green screen I feel like every single person in the world now has a green screen uh, and is making making clips like that's the new you know as they said in someone out of like a band in England in the 60s and 70s Craig Craig Ferguson he was saying like back in the day people would join join a band and that was kind of like Twitter and podcasting you'd be like what's your band then then now there's podcasting like everyone podcasts and now I feel like the technology's gotten to the level where now everyone is just going to get a green screen and make clips and then that's the new future like yeah uh, yeah everyone just pumping out the mountains of content that no one ever no one ever sees anyway so that's what i've taken to doing and it's very very satisfying you know what i've realized the reason it's satisfying why is yes. no audi audience feedback it's just yeah. left to your your own twisted brain like there's no immediate feedback so your own twisted brain is like yes this is this is good so you can just sit there for hours just like waffling and waffling and waffling and uh yeah then you put a picture behind it and you're like yeah i'm an entertainer yeah it's nice is there a green screen behind me hopefully sometimes i worry that i've just gone crazy in the lockdown maybe i'm not insane why well, hold on let me look closer okay i'm telling listeners right now i'm not seeing a green screen that is and that is a white wall. That's a little disconcerting. <laughs> it's a white wall. I think you just got nuts. Yeah, might have gone nuts. I don't know. Well, maybe you're nuts. I stopped drinking. Did you ever drink, Ross Purdy? Oh, freaking drunk last week, man. Where'd you drink? Freaking drink those light beers, baby. <laughs> light beers, baby. <laughs> to be 16 again, am I right? Yeah, I wouldn't mind being, I wouldn't mind being 16, but with the body of a 40 year old, so I could get some respect when I yeah, spoke to Adam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what you want, that's what you want. Yeah. You crack open his light beers, your brain isn't fully developed just yet, so it just freaking kills your brain cells, man. But let me tell you something, Johnny, you don't need those brain cells. <laughs> that's fucking reassuring. That's reassuring the hell out of me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Did you, did you, do you, do you drink that? I am actually interested in you anthropologically. I think what this show has turned into guests interviewing me. All right, go on. You go. This keeps, this keeps happening. No, no, no. I'll ask. I'll, I'll answer the question. Does everyone say that? Does everyone start asking you questions? So, this is yeah. what I felt. I was like, one on one time with Purdy. I see him. I see him getting around from here to there, going from here to here, doing this dressed as a banana. And then I'm always like, "Hmm, he dresses as a banana, but I'd like to peel back the layers like an onion, you know? See inside the purd." I'm like a reverse banana. I'm white on the outside, yellow on the inside. <laughs> Just solidarity with my Asian brothers. That's the, that's the sort of mysterious thing that uh, I'll be unpacking in my nightmares tonight. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so do people ask you a lot of questions when you do this? I know, right? It's like, who's interviewing who? Yeah. All I think right. that's what I want to yeah. ask with this podcast. Yeah. What is relationship Maybe between... Maybe call it. Hmm? Maybe that's what you should call it. You should call it who's interviewing who. And then little brackets, the Joe Rogan experience. Okay. Okay, let me think about that. I think it's either Joe Rogan experience or nothing. Or Ross Petty destroys comedy. My name has to be in the title. I am a narcissist. I need this. Joe Rogan. How about Ross Purdy destroys Joe Rogan? That'd be alright. Ross Purdy destroys Joe Rogan. Clips. Okay, that's something. We're getting something. We're getting somewhere. This is what that's I also mind. like. That's just my mind. That's just my mind on the on my mind on the spot without thinking of this too much before. 
haven't thought of it very much before. Can I pitch an idea for you for when comedy comes back for a rebrand? Well, yeah. John Dawes plus no fuss. John Dawes plus no fuss. So I'm seeing like, I'm seeing three or four John Dawes. And then also I got like a band called no fuss. Okay. Okay, I need to explain this reference, it seems like, because you don't get this in Canada. No. There's an ad, there's a place called Doors Plus, and their slogan was Doors Plus, no fuss. Like, that was their jingle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know that, all right. Uh, Do they have Doors in Canada? Yeah, they got me. Uh, the, The main thing of interest that I got out of that is... Do you think you could get me a job selling doors? I'm saying that's your new bit. You dress up as a door and you're a, you're a door salesman. You sell right. doors to people. People need doors. They do need doors. Let me think. I'm not. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think this through properly. That's why I'm taking my time. This isn't dead air. This is me thinking. Oh, this is the dead air show. That no, no, this is, no, no, this is. But you know, I like watching things where people actually take time to consider, like, to consider and ponder. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Johnny. People sometimes take a little while to think, take a little bit to think, and sometimes there's silence. And people need to realize that dead air is just life. It's just life. Yeah, dead air. But if you look at my, if you look at my face, you can see that I'm thinking deep things. Um, and we can't, but I can, I can attest that you are thinking deeply right now. Oh, is this just, is this just audio? This is just audio, man. Oh, it's get, just audio. I don't get why you had I'll to stop, get all stop, dressed stop, up I'll or stop, anything. I'll stop flailing around. I'll stop flailing myself from place to place. <laughs> uh, don't know why you had to get dressed up like Eddie Vedder over here. When comedy goes back, I will try a more door orientated act and I will try to sell doors. And if I have any luck selling doors, I will pursue that and I'll pursue that in what I hope is a funny, entertaining way that touches people. It doesn't even have to be funny or entertaining. The fact that you're even just going up there and selling doors and you do it. Do I get to touch people? Huh? Do I get to touch people? Uh, physically, yes. What about their hearts? Emotionally, no. No, they're, going to be, they're not going to be feeling any emotions as I'm, as I'm selling doors to these people. No. I'm on stage. They've come to see a comedy show. They've come to, <laughs> I'm charging $29 a ticket here. They get into the comedy show. They're like, I heard this guy's all right. Uh, I, want to, I want to see what his show is. And then I get up and I start trying to sell them doors. And probably for the first couple of minutes, a few people will be like, yeah, that's kind of meta. But then they realize that I'm just solely, I'm actually trying to sell doors and turn a profit on top of the $29 ticket. And at the same time, I'm physically coming into the audience and just touching them. You're telling me they're not going to be feeling any emotions. The, not public, is cold. the public is cold, Ross Purdy. Uh, let me tell you something. Um... You need a restraining order 500 kilometers from people's hearts. You can touch their shoulders and say, you there, sir, you look like you need a door. And you look like you need a wide door just to, so you can fit in. I'm not, I'm just saying, just saying, sir. (laughs) You you insult people as you pitch them and that will make them feel like they need that door. (laughs) You need you, you sir need a wide door, and you ma'am need a need a door that shuts your goddamn mouth. That sort of that sort of door. And that you type of misogyny be- will relate you to the middle-aged man, and they'll want to buy a door because you're like, you told that broad what's what. I yeah, want a door. What, what, what? Why don't you get me one of them? Get me a door with big giant titties. Yeah. All right. And you well, sell them that door with um, big <laughs> silicon titties just attached to it. Yep, big silicon titties, cook some dinner every night. Yeah, all right, I'll do that. 
That sounds good. That's probably the best career advice, any, advice anyone's ever really given me. A lot of people have told me a lot of fluff about doing comedy and shit you have to do, but no one's ever actually had a pragmatic step-by-step plan for me like that. Yeah, people always say stuff like, oh, you got to relate to the audience. You got to do this, you got to do that. No, people yeah. want to be sold. They, they want to be sold things. They want to be sold People want to be sold big blocks of wood that stop intruders from getting in their house. They want to be sold big blocks of wood that they can walk through, open and close, put home sweet, sweet home on it. And they want these doors to have big silicon knockers on them. They want to be able to yell at it. 1950s misogynistic shit, not get in trouble. That's fine. Regular door on the outside, on the inside, big, big pair of giant silicon titties that you can hang your coat on and yell at. All right, how do I start? How do I start doing that? I guess you just do it. I guess you just fucking do it. I think the first part is you need to make a, a door that, a door suit that you can <laughs> wear. <laughs> I got to dress as a door as well. Yes, yeah, so people can look at you and say, "Okay, this guy is selling doors." <laughs> and the initial reason why I dressed as bananas because I was selling bananas. Yeah. I, uh, all right. Well, that's an that's an added layer. That's an added layer because I was willing to, I was really willing to accept that as a, I was willing to accept the whole thing, the whole gestalt of that deal of me going on stage and selling doors to people. That did seem like now, now I'm trying to reconcile, I got to dress as a door and try and feel like, is that something I want to do? How much, how much cash all of you reckon I'll, how much money do you reckon I'll be making from this? You know how much doors go for? No. I've always, I've always just, I've always just been a part of the place that I've. So I'm renting this place. This is like, this is like three hundred bucks a week. What are you telling me that like ninety percent of that is door? Yeah. Like if I went to, if I went to rent this place and I was like, they were like three hundred bucks a week, and I was like, yeah, cool. Uh, what about without the doors? Would they just be like twenty bucks? Exactly. I guess that. Like, yeah. You never asked that. You never asked that before. No, I've never, I've never asked for it. No, I haven't. I also, I also paid full deal delivery when I bought a car, which was a big mistake as well. That was like sixteen hundred bucks. Apparently, no, I didn't. Um, cars are cheaper with the less doors they have. Yeah, that's true as well. That is actually very true. Any, I think, yeah, yeah. This is making a lot of sense to me. This is making a lot of sense to me. When I bought the car, the dude that sold me the car was dressed as, <laughs> dressed as a car, <laughs> which made sense. All right, this is selling me. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tear the door. I'm going to tear that door off my building where I live, make a suit out of it, and then also ring up the landlord and say, I'm paying rent. There's no goddamn doors in this place. Then if he I'll, makes the last room joke, I'll, I'll flip out. Yeah. I want my rent to go down. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right. All right, I'll do it, Purdy. 2030, I'm coming out. Doors plus no fuss. Wearing a door suit. Selling doors. Nice. And not being funny. No. No, being funny is death. You want to sell these doors. If people feel like you're winking at the idea... You yeah. lost him. You lost him. It's true. Yeah, I don't want to buy a fucking door from a, some clown. Yeah, I'll come out. I'll just be real serious and solemn, I guess. I'll come out very seriously, very solemn. Yeah, thank you for coming to the show. Little Mia Culpa up front. Uh, I've charged you all $29, not for a show, but to sell you doors. You gotta add a little pizzazz to that. You gotta add a little pizzazz. Well, I can have pizzazz, but not, but not funny. Straight right. pizzazz. I'm not a fan of just straight pizzazz. Like no, what you, is? No, you say. All right, this isn't just a. This isn't a comedy show. This is a seminar on how to change your life. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. But then what the audience goes, why is it at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival and why do you bill it as comedy? Because more people would come if you do that. Well, that's what, that's what I say. But that's what I say to the audience because, yeah. because otherwise you wouldn't be here. That's, 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 that sounds fair enough to me to say people go, why the, why the fuck do you build this as a comedy show and get us in here thinking we're going to see a comedy show from that Canadian, a uh, successful Canadian comedian? <laughs> and then I say, because otherwise you wouldn't have come. And then in that moment of little discombobulation, I'm going, have you seen the TX9000? Big silvery knobs, giant pair of tits. Here's another door, red light on it. It's exactly like that film, 2001, A Space Odyssey. It were, it's a computer. It will slowly go crazy and try and kill you. Yeah. It'll try and get you out there fixing the gutters. It'll be like, the gutters, are, <laughs> the gutters need cleaning. <laughs> You'll have to go out there. Yeah. And the other thing, the other smart thing to do would be to uh, jack up the price of the doors by 29 bucks and then say to people, if you buy a door, you get your ticket back. The price of the ticket. All right. I'm going to be be selling a um, psycho computer door for, I don't know what that would go for, $10,000 or whatever for this psycho computer door. Then I'll be like, it's $10,029, but you get the price of the ticket back. You only need to sell one of those per show. Okay, there's no bad ideas, but I reckon you keep the ticket money too. You know, comedy comedy festival... You know, they ask a lot from you money-wise. Any money you can make back, I say do it. Yeah. Throw in a little bit of controversy. I guess the misogynistic door is controversial. All right, that's good. Do you want to be my manager? I'm more than happy to. Nice. Is that what this whole thing was about? You wanted to manage my... I guess you came up... You've you've ushered me into this position slowly. You've frog in the boiling watered me, Purdy. Like every step of, if you, if you had just blurted this out, if I just received a cold message from you over Facebook, door, I want to manage you, by the way, you're dressing as a door, you're a door salesman, a little bit misogynistic, <clears throat> not telling any jokes, lots of pizzazz, which I'm, I'm against pizzazz. Um, I would have said no straight out, but you've kind of led me bit by bit by bit. This is how a totalitarian society starts. Yeah, but I like it. I feel good. My, my uncle was actually a car salesman. He said it was, I was like, as a car salesman, are you, are you ripping people off? And he said, the only important thing when you're selling a car is the person feels a good after it's happened. And now that this has happened, I feel good. Oh yeah. This whole podcast is just an exercise in me trying to manage people and trying to make career decisions for them. How's your collection going? How's your collection of... What's James Masters up to? I haven't seen him for ages. I'm writing his book. <laughs> What's his book called? He, James, Masters of the Universe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I saw that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. He, James, Masters of the Universe. That is sweet. They're making a new, um, they're making a new He-Man movie. You know that? Yeah, that's why I wanted just to like... Get in. Like leapfrog onto that, just latch onto that. It's going to get a lot of heat. Just use that. Slide it in. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I could latch onto that sliding doors heat. You know Gwyneth Paltrow? Oh, no one likes yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow anymore, man. No, no, she's hot again because she's selling like, she's got, she's got goop, the goop lab. So if we can, if you can manage me into some of that sweet goop lab, Hoop Lab sliding doors uh, heat. I think that'd be a... Whose bright idea <laughs> was it to name a healthcare thing, a, thing, a medicine thing that's meant to make you feel better? Goop. You know yeah. what will feel, make you feel better? Goop. Goop, yeah. And then the main, the main interest-grabbing thing in that is uh, steaming your vagina and putting crystals into you. Yeah, don't have the word goop. And then a wide range of vagina orientated products. That's not. No, too bad. that's dumb. You call it squirt. <laughs> squirt lab. <laughs> Welcome to squirt lab. 
Well, doesn't that sound much nicer than goop? It does. By comparison, squirt sounds a lot nicer than goop. Like if she'd just come out with a, with a product line called squirt from the squirt lab, I'd be like, that's, that's terrible. But once again, Purdy, from in the boiling water, you anchor it goop and then you work your way back to squirt and people are happy. Yeah, that sounds nice to me. Sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Well, speaking of people I'm managing, I'm also managing a, a punk rock band called uh, Protospasm now. Yeah? So, what, was their, hmm? what was their initial name? Protospasm. Oh, all right. So maybe I can collide the two together. Could you do the door sales presentation and they just like, you know, perform some sort of punk rock song about doors while you do it? Get the, well, get the, get the edgy crowd in. Yeah, I'd be up for that. Well, that sounds eerily similar to what I first thought Doors Plus No Fuss was, which is me and a band. Um, yeah, yeah but good. you were you obviously thinking a freaking, like, a big band, you know, with trumpets and shit. But I'm talking guitars and drums, baby, and living for the soul. And bum da bum da bum da da bum 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 da Plus, no fuss. Is that, is that copyrighted, that song? All right, punk instead of, uh, yeah, I'll do some punk. You're already wearing the flannel, so there you go. Yeah. Is this, is this punk? Flannel punk? Really? Uh, yeah. It's grunge, and it's, that's kind of adjacent to punk. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd be up for that. I'd be up for once again something I never thought I'd do in my life, but I'd be up for I'd be up for selling doors dressed as a door on stage while um, doing the quotation marks here, ripping people off uh, about seeing a comedy show, and then pulling out a punk band. Actually, I think a, a good you know a good punk band is also good intimidation. You know, it's like no, it's art, but at the same time, it's a bunch of uh, people with nothing to lose that don't give a fuck about nothing yelling at you to buy a fucking door. Borrow door, borrow door. You just want to get out. You just want to get back to your kids. Do they like, do they take a shit on the stage, Gigi Allen style? (laughs) Gigi, I fucking watched that Gigi doco. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips directed that, got that. You know that? I know, he went from like a woman pissing on Gigi Allen's face. Yeah. To freaking Joker boy shooting Robert De Niro in the fucking face. Well, actually, that kind of that that actually kind of comes back to it, doesn't it? It's like a similar, the GG Doco and the Joker kind of have a bit of similarity to it. But there was a big t- detour through Hangover, through the Hangover series. How do you feel about the Hangover movies? Man, let me tell you something. Couldn't do that shit now, man. I agree with Todd Phillips. More cultures killing comedy, man. You can't have Ed, you can't have Ed Helms getting drunk and having sex with a uh, you know a Thailand lady boy anymore, man. Can't do that shit. <laughs> do you reckon not gonna work? Do you reckon? Do you reckon all that shit's affecting comedy for real? Man, work culture, man. Freaking killing comedy, man. I'm smoking some blunts, man. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I always feel like if you, yeah, I don't know, I don't know if many people are getting really, I don't know, Contro- controversy, what controversy? There's not much. Anyway, now I'm just muttering to myself like a madman. Comedy is alive more than ever, man. It's more than yeah. ever. It's alive. It's breathing. Well, not in the yeah. times of COVID, but like, it's COVID that's killing comedy. Yeah, it's true. Not being able to have an audience or go around people. Is the, have you done any Zoom comedy yet? Nah, man. Neither have I. Neither have I. Uh, but I know people that have. They're like, it's not that great. Yeah. Like this. Boy, my mate did it. And he was like, you can, you can see people. that like They had screen set up. But you see you're telling your jokes. And then you see someone get up and go to the fridge and make a sandwich. Which I think should happen in real clubs. They should have a fridge there. Like, don't heckle, just make yourself a turkey sandwich. 
I mean, that says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> that says enough. Yeah, that's what I reckon. I mean, making a turkey sandwich in the language is like saying, you fucking suck, cunt. Get off stage. You're boring <laughs> the shit out of me. It is. It is. That's been bred into those turkeys from the start. You fucking suck, cunt. Yeah. Yeah. Quit smoking, Ross Purdy. You quit? Yeah, yeah. Please tell me you're vaping. No, no, good. I've got a nicotine spray. Have you ever smoked have you ever smoked cigarettes or anything? I have not. But it's giving me an idea. This nicotine spray is giving me an idea. Yeah. Write this down. Spray it on the doors. You make it addictive then. <laughs> this, is, this is why you're managing me. This is why you're my manager. What have you done? Yeah. See, so do you actually drink though? I'm interested in your... Sometimes. In... Sometimes. What do you drink? I freaking drink... I freaking drink the ocean, man. I drink and drink the Tears of Gods. And the Tears of Gods are branded as Strongbow. Yeah, nice, nice. What about, um, did you ever do any drugs or anything? Nah, man. I tried smoking weed one time, it didn't work. And then I did mushrooms and Damien Vosk turned into my dad. (laughs) That would be, that would, that would be enough to stop me from doing shrooms. That's not the, uh, that's not the experience that you want. Did Vosk give you the shrooms? Yeah, we did them together. We had a shroom session. Did he already have... Did he... Did he... Excuse me. Oh, that nicotine spray gives you hiccups. Did he frog in the boiling water you into him being your dad? <laughs> did, he just, did he just slowly work that? <laughs> like, if he, like if he just jumped out, if he just called you up and gone, clean your room, clean your room, get yourself together. He'd be like, fuck you, Vosk. I'm not doing what you're saying. But if he gave you mushrooms, set and setting, very slowly, little this, little that, and all of a sudden he was like, clean your room, get yourself together. Then because of the frog in the boiling water, you'd be like, instead of going, fuck you, Vosk. I'm not doing that. You'd be like, fuck you, Dad. I'm not doing that. And that's yeah, That's when you see him start to tear up a little bit at his boy standing up for himself. Well, me and Damien uh, went mushroom picking one day with uh, Mark Oshka. Ha! Everyone goes with Oshka. Did you find anything? Yeah, that was the mushrooms we used to go on the trip on. I remember because it was raining and I didn't bring a raincoat, but we had a parrot costume in the back seat. So I put on the parrot costume. So I, wore, I, I was um, picking mushrooms while wearing a parrot costume in the rain. <laughs> Blending in. You got to blend in. Good, throw the cops off. Just a, just a fucking crazy wild-eyed looking dude. S- some giant parrot and his dad. <laughs> Out getting truth. When was that? When was that? Uh, it would have been a couple of years back now. Did you get a good haul? We got a decent haul. How, how much did you get, do you reckon? I went with Oshka one, the first time I went with Oshka. We found like, I think we got like 30 grams or something. Five grams being the heroic dose. Got a heap, but then a few more times got nothing. Almost destroyed my car though, by parking in a, in a strange way. Yeah. So you did the shrooms. Tell me about doing the shrooms with Vosk, which to me seems like a terrifying nightmare. Well, he <laughs> made it worse by putting, loudly putting on some 70s prog rock. Is that what Voss did? Voss put on 70s pro... Is this your first time doing shrooms? Yeah, it is. Has Voss... Did Voss do it before? I think I was his second time. What was his second? <laughs> Slightly more experienced. Can you, can, you, can, you, can you tell me about this? Take me through the... Okay, what I remember of it was... Um, okay, I felt like the couch was coming at me. Yeah. Uh, I went on the floor and said the carpet's the free area. It's, it's an area away from capitalism. Some tricked <laughs> out mushroom shit. 
Yeah. Damien went outside to pee, came back in and said he saw an octopus with a brain or a brain on legs or something like that. Is he talking about his penis? I don't know what he's talking about. It he sounds, saw like, something it sounds like nothing but hubris to me. If you come back in legs. and go, I've just seen an octopus with a brain. It's like, settle down, get over yourself. Okay, what else happened? Um, now, I, I, um, I settled down earlier, much earlier than Damien did. So the rest of the time, it was me trying to... Um, having to parent a child, pretty much. If that child ditched rooms. So yeah, you were, uh, so Bosk was parenting you. Or you I, were was parenting, parenting. I was parenting Bosk eventually. After I went through that experience, I settled off the shrooms much quicker than he did. Oh, he, right. was, he, he was still tripping when I was just like sobering up, so to speak. I guess that's how it works. Like your, your parents parent you, but then a little bit of time goes by and then your parents become the kids. Then you have to parent them. Yeah, that's Maybe that's what that was. Maybe that was what it was telling me. But eventually one day I had to look after my parents. Good. It's a sobering turn of events. Well, luckily our culture does not encourage that at all. We got lucky then. You don't have to take care of them. You just put them into a home and then pandemic, no more worries. Yeah. God will recognize his own, baby. Yeah. Drinking God's tears. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, sweet. That would be, you, go, you and Vosk should do shrooms and, and just live stream that. That would be, uh, I would tune into that for a little while. People would be interested, I think. I think people will just be bored as shit. All right, then edit it down. Don't stream it, just edit it. Yeah, film it. Edit it down to the highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you, are you, what do you reckon about TikTok? What do you think about that? TikTok is a stupid thing for babies. I'm not a baby, John. I'm a man. True. I'm a, I myself am slowly growing into a man myself, yeah. What do you reckon about attention spans? What do you reckon? Do you reckon people pay attention to things? I feel, I feel like people either listen to the Joe Rogan podcast or get upset if something's longer than 10 seconds. Yeah, I feel like this show is for people with no attention spans. That's, like, why, oh, I got, that's why I got to move through, baby. <laughs> go, 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 go. Go, go, move, move, move. Move, move, move. Here's my, here's my one question. Here's my one question. Oh, yeah, start. Start interviewing. Go. How's that Harry Potter podcast you're doing going? Uh, <laughs> it's going good. It's, we're up to episode The Goblet, the goblet and the Door. It's set, set in Mordor. Is that Harry Potter? It's a Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, mushing the together. Rings. It's the oppression yeah. chamber, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. The Chamber of Secrets. Uh, Harry Potter is oppressed. Is oppressed by Voldemort. Yeah, it's going good. Um, we're actually we're actually doing one today uh, in a little bit. That should be alright. But yeah, it's going. I think I think it's fun. I mean, it's a, it's kind of turning into um, Andrew you know Andrew Roberts. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. His insanity is, seems to be the driving force of it now. He's like our Carl Pilkington. You know Carl Pilkington? So you, you and David Boyle are just laughing at him the whole time? Who, which one of you has the Ricky, Ricky Gervais keckle? Good, good question. Uh, maybe... That's a very good question. Who's the Steve Merchant? Who's the Ricky Gervais? I would say I'm the, I'm the Ricky Gervais character and uh, Boyle's the Steve Merchant character and then Roberts is the Carl Pilkington. But it's a lot, it's a lot grittier and more horrible like, <laughs> than, all, than all that. Yeah. Have you ever listened to that podcast? I can't say I have. I threw an orange at Andrew Roberts once during a show I was doing. Yes! <laughs> he, told us, he told us about that! 
he told us about that. He talked about it on the podcast, but then we then we cut it out because um, it was it was just going off. Yeah. What 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 happened then? What's your side of that story? <laughs> Look, I'm the Gigi Allen of comedy, baby. You come see a comedy show. I might. Gigi Allen shits on the stage. I might throw an orange at you. I'm just saying. Well, what happened? Tell us about that. That'd be great. What was that? What was that experience? Or is it honestly, too painful? To... Honestly, I don't remember. I just remember there's a bit in my in that show where I threw an orange, and it just it just hit Andrew Roberts. I guess. <laughs> I'll ask him about it today on uh, on the podcast we do. I'll ask him about that again. And, you just uh, remember him complaining to me about it, like yeah. like a year later or something. Yeah, it's stuck with him. Yeah, he like he likes to he likes to latch onto things and then um, yeah, let them let them drag him down and destroy his life. That's his comedic genius. <laughs> He's a funny dude. But yeah, the, the podcast is going good. But we're on Podbean. You know Podbean? Yeah, now I'm on changing, Podbean. Yeah, we're changing over to Libsyn which is apparently more better for some reason. So we're doing that, um, which is nice. And then I'm doing, I'm doing like my thing called the morning pages, which is nice. And um, yeah, I'm loving the lockdown, man. I'm just loving this, this chilled out lockdowny vibe. Like I know, I know the horror, the economic horror, the loss of life, the illness, all these terrible, terrible things. But compartmentalizing that, it is a great time. It is a great time for myself. I'm enjoying the, I'm enjoying the break. Yeah, the break from it all. I don't know. Mm. So, John Dor, mm. Johnny Dor, mm. Donny Dorco, they call me. Jo- Johnny Dor Dorco. Mm. Johnny from yeah. the Doors. Yeah, yeah. John Dors plus no fuss. Jenny from the Block. I've never been called that. What will you say you've learnt from your comedy journey? Mm. Oh. That is a very, very difficult question to answer. Um, I think I've learnt that when the opportunity comes up to sell doors to a disgruntled audience, then you should take that opportunity. You should latch onto that and push your life into that strange new direction. I probably would have been, once again, if you'd just come to me 10 years ago and said, do you want to sell doors at a faux comedy show? I would have said no. But after doing comedy for a while and experiencing, learning, discovering, growing, yeah, I think now, I think now that's probably the main thing I've learned. I should be selling doors. Hmm. Yeah. John Doe should be selling doors. Yeah. Well, this John... is... can, I, can, I, can I just ask you before we go? It seems like we're Is this whole plan of me selling doors, which is yeah. a very good and I trust you on. If my last name hadn't been Dor, would you have still had this idea? Because that would take the wind out of my sails right now. No way, man. If your, yeah, name was, if your name was John Carr, yeah. I would have said sell some doors, man. All right. That reassures me. All right. That's reassuring. You're, look, you're looking at the graphs. You're looking at the stock market right now. Doors are going up. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm in. We're going I'm up, Johnny, in. baby. I'm in. I'm fucking in. I'm excited. John Carr. I'm excited about this. I'm going to change my name to Carr. Johnny Carr, selling doors. No, it has to be John Dor plus no fuss. No, that makes a lot of sense. That makes more sense. You can, you can see John Dor's plus no fuss at the 2030 Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Yeah, you can also I'm hear him on the Harry Potter podcast, the uh, Oppression Chamber. The Oppression Chamber of Andrew Roberts' Secrets. I'm asking about that orange today. Oh, got just, in depth on that orange. Look, he just his threw an orange. He just, he just threw an orange at me, man. It's fine. It's not good. It's, you know, he's no, his version of that story will be a four-year leader. <laughs> Seen thirty around. I knew, I knew he had it in for me. 
<laughs> It'll be a big lead up. It'll be a big, big lead up. Yeah. And morning pages. Does that come out in the mornings? Uh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm doing it every day. Well, most days, five days a week. Um, and then I'm releasing it like between nine and 11. And it's just stream of consciousness, nothing. So I just talk for half an hour to an hour in a camera. Then I cut out all the, uh, all the bad bits and have like a nice 30 second episode that you can watch. It's, uh, no, it's good. It's quality stuff. You should watch it. I think you'd like it, Purdy. It's up your alley. It's uh, a lot of orangey, a lot of orange humor, a lot of door humor. Uh, good and evil word. You throw yeah. oranges at Andrew Roberts? That's piqued your interest, hasn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, next time you record a podcast, bring an orange with you. I fucking will. I fucking will and I'll film it. I'll go, this is from Purdy. <laughs> Just throw an orange at his fucking big stupid head. Ah, good. Piece of, paper, ta- piece of paper taped to it. It'll say, you broke my heart, Andy. You broke my mm-hmm. heart. I loved you, bro, bad. Yeah, I will do that. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good, Perds. What are you on for the rest of the day? What's, what's the rest of you? What are you doing after this? What are you doing? What's your morning routine? Uh, okay, I get up. I record Ross Purdy destroys comedy, man. Oh, so you just, what time do you wake up? Freaking get up at 7 a.m., man. I've recorded 17 episodes of Ross Purdy destroys comedy right now, man. That, that sounds facetious. What is, your, what is your morning productivity routine? Let, let okay, I get up. About what time do you go to bed? I reckon, like, this is legit. I feel like you're a three, you can still be skulking around three and three a.m. Easy, no man, 11 11 30 these days. Is that true? 11 11 30. Then what time do you get up? Like 8 39. Yeah, sensible, sensible hours. So it's a so you get yourself a nice, a nice eight, eight and a half, nine hours sleep. Yeah, then I get up and I record some Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy, baby. It's available what on you, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean. What do you have Guests for breakfast? like John Doerr. Yeah. What, what do you have for breakfast? Uh, recording sessions with John Doerr, baby. Lunch? <laughs> More recording sessions with John Doerr, baby. Dinner? Let me tell you something. Recording sessions with Carl Barron. Hmm. Hurtful. Hurtful. Well, you're not available for all three meals of the day, John. That's true. You get pellet fatigue. Yeah. That's very, very true. Yeah. What it, well, I feel like this is my uh, really only opportunity to see what you, what you get up to. Let's see. Yeah. What do you... What do you, what do you uh, oh, yeah, what do you like? What are you, what are you aside from recording sessions? What's your favorite food? Okay, I did think about this because you know, I, I can't just have one favorite food, man. Mm. I, I freaking eat, I freaking eat the sky, man. Eat the clouds, it powers me. I freaking go to the gym of the mine, I do some reps, I do some more reps. But pow, 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 pow. I'm ready for recording sessions with the likes of John Doerr. That's a little boring only because I already thought that would be your exact diet. Yeah, I'm, upset that I, I'm upset that I had a preconceived notion that it was true. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. All right. Any more questions for me, Perds? You ever had blood in your urine? Uh, yes, but not my own blood. Thank you for listening. This has been Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy!